Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. There are so many confused people in our day about personal identity. There's so much out there in society about uh, how you identify, what you identify as, and they're just uh, confusing messages being poured out every day. Followers of Christ, we need to understand what God says about all of this. On the last podcast, Podcast 245, we talked about the fact that we are all God's creation. Every human being that has ever lived has been created by Almighty God, and that's what brings us our intrinsic value, the fact that God created every person that lives. So no matter what the ethnicity, no matter what uh, the uh, size, shape, no matter whether they, they are healthy or whether they are not healthy, and so on and so forth. Uh, We all have value because we are God's creation. And then all of us are fallen sinners. We're all sinners in need of a Savior. That's true of every human being that ever lives. We are sinners in need of a Savior. And we dealt with that in some detail on the previous podcast, Podcast 245. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it when you're finished with this one. But the good news is people who have repented and believed in Jesus as their Lord and Savior have a special identity. And that's only for those who have truly turned to the Lord Jesus Christ and became followers of Christ. And that special identity is uh, laid out in the Word of God. And our truth comes from the Scriptures. The Scriptures reveal God. The, the Scriptures reveal uh, all of, uh, of the things that God wants us to know and understand to live in this world. And so, uh, one of the things that the Scriptures reveal is our identity. I have seven things here that help us to understand who we are. And, and I want you to know that this is just part of it. I don't have time on this podcast to do all of it. But uh, we are called, first of all, saints. Saints in Romans and 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians and Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians, all of those letters begin by uh, Paul addressing the people that he's writing to as saints. Now, that word saint uh, actually comes from a word in the Greek that means holy ones. Holy ones. And by the way, every person that trusts Christ and becomes a follower of Christ is a saint, is a holy one. You don't have to live for, uh, to die and be dead for many years and have some, uh, uh, old man, uh, declare you or a group of old men declare that you're a saint. That is not how it goes. Rather, you are a saint, a holy one, one that is separated from sin to God, uh, In God's view, from the moment you trust Jesus Christ, we are saints. God calls us that. Then in Colossians 3.12, we are called holy and beloved. And so that word holy there again is is, uh, directly tied to the word saint. But we're called beloved. Beloved. What does that mean? Well, Romans 1.7 helps to clear that up where we're called beloved of God. We are beloved of God. Ephesians 5.1 says we are beloved children. We are beloved children. We're children of God, children that God loves. We are loved of God. Do you get that? 
If you do not feel loved today, I want to tell you it doesn't matter what you feel. You are, as a believer, loved of God. Matthew 5.14 says that we are the light of the world. We are called the light of the world. What a privilege. Because the light of Jesus shines in us and through us. We are. uh, That's our identity. We're in this world to be a light. And we are lights. And then Matthew 5.13 says we're the salt of the earth. We bring flavoring. We bring... uh, we are a preservative of righteousness in the earth. We are the salt of the earth. First Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10 tell us that we're God's own possession. I want to read that. Peter says, But you are a chosen race, a holy priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You who had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. We are God's own possession. We are the people of God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 30 calls us members of the body, of Christ's body. We are, uh, we belong to Christ's body. Every one of us are a part, a makeup of, of, of Christ's body here on this earth. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says that we are ambassadors for Christ. We are uh, representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ and His kingdom. So we're all those things and more. Are you beginning to get the picture here today? Do you understand who you are? Let me just go over those things again. You're a saint. You are holy and beloved, beloved of God, beloved children. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are God's own possession, people of God. You are a member of Christ's body. What a wonderful thing to be a part of. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ to this world, and an ambassador is someone that is in a country not their own, representing their own country, and our country is a heavenly one. And we're here as temporary residents representing Christ. What a privilege. And that is every last person that is a follower of Christ is an ambassador of Christ. There's no special elite class. We're all in that special elite uh, group of people called followers of Christ, ambassadors of Christ. That's who you are. Uh, You are not uh, who you are uh, on the job or in a career, as important, as wonderful as that is. You are not what your bank account says. You are not your educational accomplishments and your intellectual ability. You are not your social standing uh, in, in the world or in the community. All of those things may have some degree of importance, but they can all pass away. But I want to tell you, the permanent identity that you have is all those things that I've just mentioned and more. The Word of God describes who we are. I hope you understand that. And so we look at Ephesians chapter 1 now and we see that we enjoy many benefits in Christ Jesus. They're called spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We have many spiritual blessings 
You know, we all get excited about uh, physical blessings, health. We get excited about money uh, in our pockets and in our in, in our bank accounts. We get excited about things, cars, nice clothes, uh, houses, vacations. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting excited about that and enjoying them. God gives us all good things to enjoy, but, uh, but we can't worship them. And again, they come and they go, but there are benefits here spiritual blessings, a spiritual bank account that will never go away. And the reason is, is they are blessings in Christ tied directly to the Lord Jesus Christ. They are blessings that we are given as followers of Christ. And here's some of them. Let me just go through a few of them found here. Seven of them actually found here in Ephesians chapter one. And there are many more in the word of God. And I would challenge you to dig in and find out who you are from the Word of God and find out what you have as a result of who you are in Jesus Christ. But here they are. First, in verse 4, the Bible says, He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. We are chosen. If you are a follower of Christ, you have been chosen by God. You didn't uh, first choose Jesus Christ. Jesus chose you. You were chosen before the foundation of the world, before the world was ever created. In God's mind, you were chosen. Verse 5 tells us something else. It says, in love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself. Let me tell you, you are adopted. You're adopted into God's family. Not only have you been born from above, born again, but part of that was an adoption process. And when this was written, um, uh, a father would take and adopt actually adopt one of his biological sons to say that you are my heir. You're the one that that, that uh, follows me, that gets the bulk of my estate. And, you know, we have been born again and we've been adopted because we get the bulk of, of the estate, the spiritual blessings. Verse 7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood. We've been redeemed. We've been bought. What does that mean? When Jesus went to the cross through his death, through his his bloodshed, we were purchased for him. We were redeemed. We were bought back. We are God's own wonderful uh, possession. We have been redeemed. We enjoy that, the fact that we are God's possession. Verse 7 also says, the forgiveness of our trespasses. We are forgiven. Aren't you glad to know that today? Aren't you glad to know that you're forgiven? Uh, those sins, past, present, and future, all of your sins have been covered by the blood of Jesus. In other words, have been forgiven based on the fact that Jesus died and paid for those sins already. Aren't you glad to know that you're a forgiven person? You've been declared righteous in God's eyes, legally in God's courtroom. That that debt has been wiped away, and you've been given uh, the the uh, blessing of righteousness, the righteousness of Christ. And then verses 8, the end of verse 8 through verse 10 of Ephesians 1 says, we are informed. Listen to what it says, and it's kind of wordy, but listen, here's what it says. In Him, um, with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of times, that is the summing up of all things in Christ in the heavenlies and things on the earth. I missed a verse, I'm sorry. So let's go back and let me read it again. 
It says, He made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His kind intention which He purposed in Him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of times. That is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. Look, basically what that verse says is, is God has led us in on His great mystery, the mystery of the gospel, the gospel that's not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles, but beyond that, uh, helping us to understand what the future holds. And when we read the Word of God, we see that Jesus is coming again and that we'll be with Him in eternity. And I'm given kind of a simple a simple summary here, but the bottom line is, is we are blessed with information from the Word of God. We are informed by Almighty God. And then uh, verse uh, number 11 tells us that we have an inheritance. We are heirs of all that is Christ. And finally, verses 13 and 14 says that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. God has put His mark on us. God has sealed us uh, with the Holy Spirit. We have Him. At the moment that we were saved, we received the Holy Spirit. He came to live in in us. And, and He sealed us. He put God's mark on us. And, and He also, as a seal, He preserves us. He protects us. He keeps us. We are, he, uh, we, he is our down payment that God is going to finish the work that He has started in us. Do you get it? You're chosen. You're adopted. You're redeemed. You're forgiven. You're informed. You are an heir, and you are sealed. And that's just the beginning. There's so many, many, many benefits to being in Christ Jesus. There's no identity crisis for those who know the truth of God's word. If you know that truth and understand who you are, and all that you have because of that in Jesus Christ. There's no reason to be confused about about your identity. I hope that this helps, and I hope that you'll take this to heart and let God's Word just bless you and encourage you. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.